welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're Book Club for Games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about Diablo 4. So, Ting, this was your choice. I want to make clear, this was your choice. I was really on the fence whether to get this at all and was probably landing on the, nah, it's not worth it. But then you picked it. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to play it then. Everyone is choosing Diablo 4. I mean, if everyone was jumping off a cliff, would you do it? Yeah, I might want to miss out. It's it's not an unreasonable position to take, I guess. Because they know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Diablo 4 was coming. Quick, <laughs> jump! And are you a long-time Diablo fan? I don't know if I'm a fan. I mean, did you literally <laughs> just pick this because everyone else was playing it? No. Are you, are you not? I want to like Diablo. Yeah, you I want love to like... the concept of yes, like a looter, shooter, roguelike, whatever. A looter something. Yeah. The idea of Diablo is amazing. Which I think is the same for a lot of people. And which of the previous games have you played? I've played 2, 3, 2 and 3. Not Immortal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even count that. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> and how much of those have you played? I've, I, I, played, I didn't finish 2 and I finished 3. I didn't play much of the end game for 3 can also say i also played dungeon siege oh yeah okay which is what would have been the alternative back in the day as well and alter- yeah, yeah. alternative yeah 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 I'll, I'll i'll accept that and that was good i think that was closer to what i wanted yeah i remember dungeon siege being not bad i remember i remember diablo 3 disappointing me and then trying dungeon siege 3 and dungeon siege 3 disappointing me even more so Let's not talk about that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going back to tw- 20 years. When did, was Diablo 2? 2005, 2004, 2005. No, no, Diablo 2 is like 99 or something. It's a so Dungeon Siege that, one, that I would have played would have been between 97 and 2003, 4? I think that's Dungeon Siege 1. Yeah. And then there was a Dungeon Siege 2 in between, which I think was pretty good. But I don't think I finished it. I think I did also play it. And then Dungeon Siege 3 was... It was not what I wanted. Let's put it that way. Okay, so that's why it didn't continue. Yeah, maybe it wasn't what anyone wanted. (laughs) Okay, what's your story? I really liked Diablo 2. 
Di- Diablo 2, I guess, was like the start of online gaming for me because, you know, it, it came out while I was at secondary school and, you know, it was when the internet was new. This is like dating <laughs> myself. And, you know, and and we're talking about like parents being like get off the phone line it's like no i'm in the middle of a dungeon you know like it's like or hey can i play ultima online i just have to use up the phone line for three hours um so the internet was dial up and yeah it's the first game that i played a lot of online with friends i i think this is around the time i managed to convince parents you know that we should get broadband and we got i think we actually got like a cable internet line put in that was like half a megabit this is like how ancient it was but we but then we didn't have to type the phone line with the internet right that's fast half a megabit yeah yeah for then and then and then this was like a revolution for my family as well because then we had like always on wi-fi and people were like it just works all the time you know anyway so it's like the first online game i played and my school friends you know a few of them were also playing it and we just we just got way too into diablo 2 and the expansion in particular was really, really good. I, you know, I actually realized now that Diablo 2, the base game, was not bad, not great, but the expansion was really good. Like, it, they just fixed so many things in the expansion. Lord of Destruction. Uh, so, yeah, I really, really liked Diablo 2. Diablo 3 just, like, broke my heart. I was so hyped for Diablo 3. And I remember just like you know, th- there's things they said they were going to do like skill runes so it's like oh runes are going to drop and you can socket the runes into your skills and the runes will not be like class specific they'll be like a rune of like multi-strike or a rune of whatever and like here's what multi-strike does when you put it with teleport here's what multi-strike does when you put it with fireball you know like it was this really cool sounding system and they showed like they had skill trees and they were trying like skill circles and then whatever you know like all this stuff. And then when we actually got Diablo 3, it was like this super simplified, dare I say it, dumbed down system, you know, and it was it was not what I was expecting. A lot of people didn't like the Diablo 3 aesthetic. I was totally cool with the aesthetic, but I disliked the skill system. The skill system you just mentioned sounds super cool, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That the one that they they teased, right, in the early days sounded amazing. And then what we actually got was like streamlined to the point of like, oh, duh, I'm gonna click the button, you know. I'm I'm being unfair. I'm being unfair, as we'll see later on in this podcast episode. But that was how I felt about Diablo 3. So I was not excited for Diablo 4. I was just like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I'm I'm done with this game. But then you convinced me I should, I should play it because it was a book club game and I had no choice. And I did try the beta and the beta was kind of like, okay, maybe there's something here. You know, there's a skill tree again, sort of. It's like, there's a skill line. It's a skill line. It's like a tree. <laughs> a line. Yeah. It's like a tree, just not with, without many branches. Right. So as we said earlier on, well, it's a franchise. A franchise has been with us since January 97. And we couldn't just, I think you went with Looter something or other. I I put down an ARPG dungeon crawler, action RPG. Uh, well, I think the definition of it has probably changed over the years, right? Because 
I think when it first came out, it was probably called an action RPG is this, as opposed to a turn-based RPG. But, but now I would say it is just like a looter, action looter or something. Without, It's not a shooter because you don't have guns. Yeah. When I read about Diablo back in the day, I thought it would be a roguelite. I mean, well, it, I think it is that as well. Not M- More than ever, it is that as well. Oh, because I'm not playing it on the right difficulty. <laughs> is, that, is that why I don't seem to experience it like a roguelite? Oh, well, you'd have to play in hardcore mode, I guess, if you wanted it to really be like a rogue light slash like, if you really wanted it to be like you die and you're done. Yeah. But it, it still has, you know, regardless of that. Well, what is a roguelike? I think there's some, isn't there some joke like that, the Berlin interpretation of a roguelike? where a bunch of, you know, there was like a rogue developers conference in Berlin and it's like the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics, you know, like they, they tried to decide what it meant to be a roguelike. But, you know, you don't have to ascribe to that interpretation. There's, uh, there's many things that could be a roguelike. And I think Diablo as a series ticks many of the boxes of what it means to be a roguelike. Like there's, actually there isn't random generation in this one, I think. But in the previous games, there was like random generation of the world. Uh, in this one, there's still random itemization, random encounters, whatever. The altars of Lilith, I think, are quite a rogue light kind of system of like permanent power ups that affect all your characters. I don't know, it's debatable. We can move on. Yeah, I mean, I guess the main thing is what? How long has this been in development? Well, actually, this isn't even the answer to that question, but it was announced November 2019, which is the year after they announced Diablo Immortal. (laughs) And I think people were cautiously optimistic. And then it released this year, this year being 2023, June 6th. 86 on Metacritic. I looked up that the original Diablo got a 94 on Metacritic. Which is funny because the original Diablo is kind of, kind of crap, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't look very good. I, I haven't actually played the original Diablo, surprisingly. Uh, I don't think Diablo 2 looked that good either. Oh, Diablo 2 was so good. Yeah, maybe it didn't look that good either. Diablo was groundbreaking though, for its time. Mm. You got to think like there was nothing like it at the time. Whereas now, so many people have tried to copy what makes it great but you know who's managed it i don't know was the original diablo meant to be turn-based it wasn't meant to be real time it was originally designed as a turn-based game and then they just tried making it real time one day and decided it was so much better but that is why the original diablo despite being real-time, kind of moves in a turn-based kind of way because it was originally conceived of as a turn-based game. Whereas Diablo 2, obviously, and onwards, they knew it was going to be real-time from that point on. Okay, that really sounds groundbreaking. If you've... The expectation is that it was going to be turn-based, but it came out real-time. Yeah, I mean, originally Diablo, I think, was meant to be like a more accessible version of, of literally Rogue. Like, you know, where does the word roguelike come from? It comes from this original game, Rogue, which is a, you know, text-based... Well, it's not really text-based. It's using text as graphics, you know, terminal game, 
for like ancient mainframes and whatever. And it was meant to be a graphical version of, of a game like Rogue. So, you know, that's what I think calling it a roguelike is actually not inaccurate at all. But it has obviously now, it just, it's founded this other genre of action looters, right? What you'll be glad to know, Mike, is that there will be a Diablo 5. <laughs> what? what? The, the, the sales figures for each of these games in the franchise has only gone up. Diablo 4 made 666 million in revenue in the first five days. It's unbelievable. Who's buying this shit? <laughs> I mean, me. If it made, how did it make so much money? Because they charged seventy dollars for it. What the? What the actual f? Did you only buy the standard edition? I only bought the standard edition, which was already too much. You know, like seriously, seventy dollars for this. I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit mock offended, but that is expensive. But it is polished. Is it? Yes. I don't want to devalue what they've done. I mean, I, I know making games is expensive. I I don't think it looks that much better than Diablo 3. Maybe I just haven't played Diablo 3 for a while and I, I just forgot what it looks like. Maybe it's impossible to make a game on a reasonable budget now, a AAA game, because just there's just no corners to cut. I don't know. It's just, like, unnecessarily detailed in places, though. Like, you're in town and there's just, like, all these, like, soup bowls and forks and things. And it's just like, did you need that? I mean, the thing is, if they weren't there, maybe you would notice. Or you, you wouldn't consciously notice, but you'd think this game just looks lame. Maybe. So maybe you do need it, and that's why they need to make so much money and charge $70. Anyway, they made big money. Maybe they can make a good one next time. I, I'm being rude. Maybe they, th this one... <laughs> I'm just being hyperbolic. It's this one. This one may still turn out good. Do you think they'll have DLC? Oh, they've got the season pass, but or they yeah, have an expansion that, pack. That yeah. is an interesting question. How that will shake out, I don't know. That is always the question with these kind of like live service games, which this is a live service game, right? It's sad. Can't, can't we just have a good game anymore? No, because live service games make more money. But this one made so much money anyway. Because it's a live service game. Doesn't it make sense? Sickening. Anyway, I kind of feel like Diablo 4, despite all my whinging about it, was made for me or was made for people like me. Like, they seem to have very deliberately tried to win over the Diablo 2 fans, which is in hindsight, kind of weird, because there's probably more Diablo 3 fans at this point than there are Diablo 2 fans, because all the Diablo 2 fans must be freaking ancient. But in three particular areas where Diablo 2 fanboys were all crying about Diablo 3, you know, they've tried to make it like Diablo 2. So the art style, it's not colourful rainbows bright colors anymore it's all very kind of gloomy and muted and it's like brown and gray and sad and there's blood everywhere so like it's got it's basically got the diablo 2 art style the story they've tried to make well you know what i didn't even really pick up on this but allegedly they've tried to make a more grounded story like Diablo 2 like you know I think in an interview they specifically cited characters like Wirt from Diablo 1 
or Marius from Diablo 2, you know, like these actual like small regular people kind of characters rather than all these like grand high angels and you know kings and whatever and you're saving the kingdom whatever it's, it's, it's much smaller like you're you are chasing lilith but in like a much more personal way so the the story is more grounded like diablo 2 and then skill trees skill trees are back i mean like i said it's kind of more like a skill branch skill line i don't know skill it's, it's a skill palm tree like there's not there's not many branches it's just kind of it's just i don't know i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure how to feel about it but it is superficially a skill tree so for people who uh, for people who felt like diablo 3 dumbed it down too much you can have a skill tree again and your choices sort of matter rather than you just unlock everything as you level up and that's is entirely item based you know what you can do you sort of have some influence now with your skills i don't know anyway it it felt very much like they were trying to win over the diablo 2 fans they're trying to win them back and it's been 10 years since diablo 3 it's been it must be 20 plus years since diablo 2 or more maybe maybe it's 25 i don't even know they didn't put in a real money auction house, so they learned that lesson. There's still time. There's still time. There's still time for them to screw it up. Well, there's 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 a battle pass and there's yeah. a cosmetic shop, right? So there's still microtransactions. And the microtransactions are honestly... I mean, you can say, just ignore them, which I am. But they're still kind of offensive. I mean, I should not go too much into this because I have not engaged with the microtransactions at all and I didn't buy the battle pass. But just a few examples of how the microtransactions are ridiculous. The battle pass, it costs a thousand platinum, which is 10 USD. And most free-to-play games will give you enough of the currency in the battle pass to buy the next battle pass and then some if you finish the battle pass right so fortnite which is now the one i'm most familiar with <laughs> the battle pass is i think 950 or a thousand v bucks whatever it gives you like 1300 ish if you finish it right and 300 of that i think is free so even if you never give them money if you complete the battle pass, you'll eventually make enough money to buy the battle pass, and then you can keep rolling it on. In Diablo 4, the battle pass gives you 666 platinum, which is kind of a cute number because it's all demonic, but it's not enough to buy the next battle pass. And you're going to be left over with like a stupid amount of money, right? Nothing costs... I mean, I think the cheapest item that you can get in the shop is 800 platinum which is some of like the horse armors i think or emotes right and most character skins cost more than that so like 666 is a useless amount of platinum i mean not to mention the fact that they're literally completely with a straight face selling horse armor like that was a joke right horse arm ho horse armor is like a meme synonymous with like this is a stupid microtransaction and they're just selling horse armor with a straight face i can't believe it this is the world we live in now but people will want the option of horse armor. Yeah, people who bought Diablo 3. They're giving us what we want. 
<laughs> They're giving the kids what they want. Yet, meanwhile, I'm still yelling at clouds, you know. The, the sad part is, if this all works, Fortnite will pivot to a, a model where they don't need to give you enough V-Bucks. I mean, great. I'll get, I'll get a load of time back. <laughs> I'll be like... But it'll fail. So the drop-off will be severe and no one will do it. Yeah, I, I can't... I cannot... Th- Who is seriously paying like $70 for a game and then buying skins at like the equivalent value of like 12 to $20 again. Right. Like who is doing this? I'll talk to you in three months. It's not even a question of like money, right? Like I, could I afford to buy this? Yes, but I wouldn't because you don't have more money because you don't have more money than cents. Yeah, it's probably because I got a lot of sense, but still. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, rant over, rant over. Oh, also, wait, wait, wait. Mini rant, mini rant. That may this may or may not be Diablo 4's fault. But do you remember when the beta came out, and then there were all these reports of it killing GPUs? Like people were saying Diablo killed my GPU. Yes, yes. And Diablo killed my GPU. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it was just a coincidence, but after playing Diablo 4, so I, I, I played the beta, my GPU survived that. Then I played the main release, and at around level 30 to 40, my computer just started hard crashing. And after this started happening, it wasn't stable, even just like at Windows desktop. It would start like hard resetting and all the fans maxing out. And luckily... The PC builder I got to build this PC for me actually has like a two-year warranty. And so they came round and they looked at it and they were like, yeah, you need a new GPU. And they brought around a new 4090 and swapped it out. And the guy told me, you know, this is actually the third GPU replacement I've done today. And he was telling me he thought they were all Diablo related. But ironically, it turned out it wasn't my GPU that was broken. It was actually the power supply. Or maybe it was the GPU as well. Who knows, right? Because they both got RMA'd. But I had to replace... I had the power supply and the GPU in my PC replaced after this weird stuff happened during Diablo. So, PSA. Maybe it's still killing computers. When you told me that, I had to check the, the frame rate cap on in the game just to reduce it a bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. It, you know, it's probably just a coincidence, but it's a weird coincidence. You you do have bad luck. Do I have bad luck? <laughs> when it came to hard get um gaming hardware, yeah, computer yeah. hardware. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, my ten eighty literally exploded, literally sparks and fire shot out of it. So yes, I, I can't believe it as well when that actually happened. The first thing people said was, "Did you take a video?" And I was like, "My computer was on fire. Are you not asking if I'm okay?" They're like, "Did you take a video?" Anyway, let's move on.
let's talk about the mechanics and moments. How much have you played? I have... Well, actually, I should, I should tell you how much I've played. Let's build it up. Okay, okay. Because I've played less. I'm playing as Necromancer. Mancer. Necromancer. I'm at level 39. I have to say it's not very interesting. I think there are better classes out there. Uh, was it interesting to begin with and it's become boring now or was it never interesting? It was interesting along the way. It was. Okay. And you haven't finished the campaign, like the main story? No, I'm towards the end of Act 3. And have you been doing like every side quest and everything? Or I was, and I've decided against that. I've, I've, I've learned that I should try to get the potion, you know, in the, I don't know what you call it, the area rewards. Oh, yeah. So I've tried to get the potion now, that's the goal. But previously I was trying to get all three rewards up to the point where you have to be world tier two or three to get the next one. Yeah, I think it's world tier three to get the fourth reward. I've learned that's quite it's quite inefficient to do all the side stuff because there's just so much traveling actually, and I need a, I need a mount to do them quickly. And, and you've got a mount now. I don't have a mount yet. Yes, yeah. so I'm trying to get through the campaign. Oh dear, it's funny because okay, I. I actually played it very similarly to you. So I played Acts 1, 2, and 3. Well, no, I played Acts 1 and 2, doing all the side content and everything that I came across. And then Act 3, I started out doing that. And then I was just like, I'm level 30-something now, and I'm going to hit the level cap before I finish the game at this rate, which is inefficient. And so then I just then I just mainlined the main quests after that. So I have a level 51 sorcerer on the on the eternal realm as they call it, and I made a new character for the, you know, when the season started. So I have a level I have a level 18 rogue. So the sorcerer is male and the rogue is female, if that makes any difference, which it kind of does, because I think the male sorcerer looks ridiculous. Like, I feel like they clearly expected you to make a female sorcerer or sorceress, right? Like, I, I feel like all the armor options just look so dumb. <laughs> I don't really know how that works. The male sorcerer looks ridiculous because he doesn't look like... Just, just all the armor. It look, all the armor looks like a dress. Like it basically okay. looks like everything's skirts, and it's just like you should have just told me to make a female character. You know, you should have just why even give me the option? You know, I, I don't want to wear a dress everywhere. I, I think I found like the one armor option that wasn't a dress, and I've just said it as the transmog, so I, I'm not running around in a skirt all the time. You know, I should have just made a female sorceress because in Diablo two you had to be female anyway, right? So I should have, I should have just stuck with it. And and I learned my lesson with the rogue. With the rogue, I was just like, yeah, rogues in Diablo have been female, so female rogue. Though ironically, actually, I think a male rogue would have looked fine <laughs> looking at the armor options. Is the rogue fun to play as? So, I, you know what? At the moment, yes, but I think it's because I'm lower level. I, I think that the game is fun up to about level 20 to 25, and then it becomes just a slog for various reasons which we can get into now or later. It's up to you. 
once I go if you want when you want when you want me to get started on it, let me know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I do think it is interesting that the structure of the game is very different to the prior games in the series because acts one, two, and three are open to you from the start. Or that maybe there's some like level restrictions, you know, that make that discourage you from doing act three stuff right away. But you know, the quests are available to you, and the mount is in act three. So I do wonder if you just go directly and start doing the act three quests, whether you'll just get the mount much earlier in the game, which would have solved your problem. How much did you refer to a wiki? I did not. At any time? Uh, I did, well, actually, what counts as a wiki? I, Builds. We Yeah, we've got a Diablo 4 WhatsApp chat group, right? With it's mostly your family, I think. <laughs> and they have been sharing build guides. And I... I I think when I started out, I was just building whatever I felt like, but they sent around some build guides and I started to look at them and then I, and then I was following a build guide. So my sorcerer is an ice shards sorcerer based on one of the build guides. And my rogue is a barrage rogue. So I, are you using one of these guides too? Well, they say there's only one path. I don't know. <laughs> How do I say this? So it seems like there's there's one build just to get yourself up to 50 and then after 50, things get interesting. Yeah, there's like leveling builds and then there's like end game builds. Yeah. So I, yes, I am using a build, but I didn't get, have a say in what it was. I just use it. Yeah, I can't tell if the build guys make the game actually less fun. They probably do. Because they're not, I'm not using the skills which I think are fun. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe this is the problem. We're, but we've just started using these build guides, and these build guides are extremely non-fun. It's too efficient. Where's the joy? The joy in exploding things. Because my next point was, did you know that the mount was in, in the back end of Act 3? Oh, no, I didn't know that at all. I just, I just found that. I was like, oh, that's where the mount is, as I was playing. So I... I I was looking at the build guide for what skills were recommended for a sorcerer in particular, but I did not look at it for any of the quests or anything. I was just, I was just playing the game. Just wondered whether we, we, you know, it's good. I wonder whether we would have ruined it for ourselves had we found the horse immediately and just, just ran everywhere or just galloped everywhere. I, I can't believe you still haven't got it. I mean, I've, I've got the mount now, but I, I find I don't use it that often, to be honest. Oh, I, mean, I, use I probably should be using it more, but yeah, it's just a bit... I just can't help it. I just see a big pack of monsters and I'm just like, I could ride past them or I could blow them up. Sure, if you're effective at blowing them up, just blow them up. I have to send my yeah. minions in. and My minions aren't as effective as I, I want them to be. Yeah, it's, it's funny actually, because like, I have no desire to play a necromancer. I In Diablo 2, I started out Nec- you know, I started out playing a necromancer. It was actually the first character I rolled in Diablo 2. And I've got to say, I did it because I wanted to I wanted to be a spellcaster and it was the only male spellcaster because, you know, the other one's the sorceress. And 
I did not like <laughs> the Necromancer at all. I found it like a real drag to play. It was just like, did not suit my playstyle at all. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try playing a sorceress. So much more fun. So much more fun. Just everything. Explosions, elemental meteors, icy bolts, shockwaves, chain lightning, blah, blah, blah. So much better. And then the Amazon. Amazon was great as well. Yeah, so I think Sorceress and Amazon were my two favourite classes in Diablo 2. Maybe maybe third was the Barbarian. So that's why this time I have started out with <laughs> Sorcerer, Rogue, which is kind of like the Amazon, sort of. And then if I made another one, I would probably make a Barbarian, but not sure. We'll get there. Just because it's my favourite subject... What is with the accents in this game? It's, okay, I'm just sorry. It's like, it sounds like there's like three voice actors and they're all just doing funny accents. There's like, they've got, they've got their like peasant accent. They've got like their faux Asian accent, you know, and then they've got like, I don't know, faux Scottish accent. There's like a whole bunch of them just like funny accents. What is going on? I thought these were fantasy accents. Are they, are they fantasy accents? Yeah, you're right. Scottish people, Scottish people are illusionary, obviously, right? They don't exist in real life. You put down, it sounds like there's three or something actors. Yeah, yeah. And that made me laugh because then you, previously we talked about the AAA game budget. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Get some real Scottish people, get some real Asian people. But they had to spend it on detailing the vases that you're going to just smash up. I don't know. I, as usual, thought the voice acting was like very hit and miss. Mostly miss. And then items. The, the Okay, the loot. Surely you care about the loot. Oh, 100% I care about the loot. Yeah, since I'm sure you don't really care about the voice acting. So what do you think about the itemization this time round? Is it not meant to be random? I mean, it is random. Then why do I, then if I respect that fact, then you, it's, what, what can I, there's nothing to say. No, what, what were you, I don't, how can you think this way? What are the mechanics of the system that determines the randomness? Like it's, it's not random. Like it's literally like throwing it into the sea of static and seeing what comes out. Right. It's like they're rolling some dice and they're picking things from a table kind of thing. Right. Like what do you think about, the systems that generate the items this time around. Do you have any opinion on any of this? I don't have any opinion, no. So long as the rate of progress is... So long as there's a reasonable rate of progress, it's fine. As in the the improvement of items that I'm receiving. Yeah, I I feel like, I don't know, It's it feels like it's changed quite a lot from Diablo 2, obviously. I mean, that was like a gajillion years ago. But like, rare items, like yellow items, show up quite a lot. And then now we've got this orange tier of items, which show up. Basically, there's, there's been item inflation, right? It has blues, to be, blues are the new whites. And then then yellows are the new blues. And then oranges are the new yellows. I don't know. And then unique items are super rare. And there's no set items anymore. And then there's this whole... What do they call it? you know, like salvage system now where you salvage and you get some components back instead of just selling them. And then you can also extract aspects from an item. 
Like th- that's the interesting thing. Let's go back. Let's go back two things. You went with item inflation. I went. I thought you'd go with something along of have them having to extend the item treadmill. Because you know the the spec. Can I say the spectrum is extended? Can you extend the spectrum? I don't know. But they they've had to extend the treadmill, the ladder. I you know I think I've never played enough Endgame, Diablo, two, three, or four to really have a really strong opinion about you know a lot about a lot of these things. And the next thing is, do you salvage? Yeah, I mean, I I salvage everything. I've, I don't think I've ever sold an item. I salvage everything. Okay. I salvage it or I put it in my stash. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, the aspects is really the most interesting thing here, system-wise, right? Because when I first saw the aspect system, I thought, oh, this is really nice. It's actually really respectful of your time. And then a little while later, I was like, this system is trash. This is actually really disrespectful of your time. Do you? Do you not? Do you have any opinion about the aspects? Do you even know what the aspect system is? No, I just know there is a a codex of aspects, and the ones I've unlocked are just for the sorcerer. Yeah, because I I feel like this is something Destiny kind of trailblazed, right? Because in Destiny there was I can't remember what they called it. There was like this vault. Like if you ever found a unique, you could pull it out of your vault, even if you'd like got rid of it because you didn't have enough space sorry an exotic it was called in destiny wasn't it right so i i this is all like towards the tail end of when i was playing destiny so maybe my memory is wrong but i i seem to recall if you ever found an exotic and then you somehow lost it like you didn't have enough you know bank space and you had to like sell it or trash it or whatever you could spend a nominal fee and you could get it back out of like your your vault or your library or something and the codex system is kind of like that. So you can turn anything into like a legendary item or or at least the next tier of item up. But you, it's probably going to be from rare to legendary, right? Or legendary to legendary because you can imprint an aspect onto an item. And the aspects are basically the things you get on legendaries, right? So like on the orange tier items, they will have like they will have a unique capability. So it will make one of your skills behave in a different way. So for example, for the sorcerer, there is, you know, there is an aspect that makes your ice shards pierce enemies. And you can complete a dungeon and it will be unlocked for your codex. And your codex is basically just a load of aspects that you have permanent access to. And you can just pull something out of the codex and you can imprint it on an item. And I was like, wow, this is really great. But what I didn't realize is that the version of the aspect that is in the codex is like the trash version of the aspect. Because aspects roll with a random range and the version in the codex is right at the bottom of the range. So if you want to get a good version of that aspect, you've got to grind. You've got to grind. And when you extract an aspect from an item it just turns into like an aspect item instead so you can use that to imprint onto another item but it's like single use 
what is this? When you extract an aspect, it should go into your codex. It should like improve the version of it in your codex, right? Like, I, I don't know. I just I can't believe it. Because the thing is, it's not like it's not like it goes in your codex and then you've got it for free, right? It costs it costs resources to extract an aspect and it costs resources to imprint an aspect too. It makes sense. They're trying to give you more game at the back end. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It just leaves you with FOMO. It leaves you with FOMO personally. Or play more. Play more, Mike. Uh, no, no, please, no. I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I don't know. It's... It's actually fine. It's just that the min-max for me feels physical pain whenever I use a suboptimal aspect, you know? But... I don't know why I care because I'm not I'm not trying to really min max it and play end game or whatever. I'm just like I I just you know I said before I bought it I'm just going to play the story. I'm just going to play it casually. I don't have to grind, you know, for whatever level. I, and you know I don't think I've ever you know hit max level in any Diablo game. I think the furthest I played was in Diablo 2 and I think I had like a level like 80 something 86 88 maybe character like I never hit level 100 even in Diablo 2 which is the one I played a lot of so you don't have to listen to me my opinion is irrelevant if you're if you're an actual hardcore player I just I just think it's interesting that there's a system that superficially looks good but actually it's kind of rude I mean it is it is still more respectful of your time than say Diablo 2 I will say where you had literally no recourse but just to keep grinding and grinding and grinding and hoping you found a good item or finding hoping you found a good hoping you found an item that was appropriate for your build and you know because you can do other things now as well you, i think you can re-roll individual individual like properties of an item so you don't have to just try and find another item you can literally go to you know one of the shops like the occultist maybe and you can spend resources and say re-roll just this you know like there's plus dexterity i don't care about dexterity re-roll just this property and see if i get one that i like more you know so i guess it is respectful in that sense and then we haven't even got into the actual combat mechanics there's a whole thing about vulnerability and stagger and whatever and got to admit i don't really know how any of these systems really work like i i think vulnerability to enemies equals good and vulnerability on yourself equals bad and that's about all I know. <laughs> I, I heard this all got nerfed really hard and then Sorcerers are absolute trash at the moment because they, they super nerfed vulnerability and all of my damage output came from making things vulnerable. So, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't even tried playing my Sorcerer since since the season dropped. Whatever. They're, they're going to roll it back anyway from what I hear. So <laughs> by, the, by the time you listen to this, it's, that's all old news. Is it time for my skill rant? Uh yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I the the one thing that I learned from Diablo 4 is that actually Diablo 3 wasn't that bad. You know? <laughs> the the one thing the the skill tree, the skill palm tree of Diablo 4 taught me was that actually the Herder rune system, you know, where you've got no choice and things just get given to you at each level of Diablo 3. Is actually okay. Because you've got this weird tension now. Right? Because it's not a full skill tree system like Diablo 2, where 
you've got a skill tree and we give you skills and you can use whatever skill you like. It's kind of weirdly in between, right? Because you have six skill buttons. So I can say I'm playing on PC. So for me, that's left mouse, right mouse, one, two, three, four. Do you, like not, those have, are, do you not have multiple buttons on your mouse? Like more than I, two? I've got more okay. buttons on my mouse, but I can't do anything with them. Like, as in, like in Diablo Four, like what am I, I, I could map, I could map one, two, three, four to the mouse if I wanted, but that's irrelevant. Like, I, I want five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right? Like, <laughs> okay, I want, fine. I want more skill slots. It's do not the problem. Many... Is not the problem is not where the buttons are located. The problem is that I don't have any more buttons I'm allowed to map. Do you have any more skills? Yes. That you'd I, use. I would want. Yes, I would totally. As the sorcerer, I would totally want to map more skills if i if i could map more skills i would use more skills right because this is this is the problem right in diablo 3 it actually in hindsight made more sense right because you basically had these six buttons and they gave you all the skills and so really your equivalent of the skill tree you know like your choice that you got to make was which skills do i put on the buttons that was your build right now you've got your skill tree you choose to unlock skills you choose to put points in skills but i can't i can't use all of my skills i don't have enough buttons to use all of my skills so what is an efficient build it's one that uses exactly six skills and no more i have i have no choice i can't make any kind of different build even if i want to because i'm only allowed to have the six the six buttons and for the sorcerer I need a skill. I mean, okay, maybe if you get super endgame and you've itemized really well, this isn't a problem for you. But like, certainly at the point I'm playing, right, I run out of mana. So I need a basic skill that doesn't consume mana to fall back on. Then I need like my core damage skill, which is ice shards. Then I've got shield spells. So I need a shield spell. I need a crowd control spell, which is Frost Nova. Right. So I've got two skills left. What do I put on those two skills? And I would love to put other stuff. Like, you know, I've, what have I actually put? I've got teleport and I've got hydra because those are like the most useful relatively. I would love to put other skills on there. I would love to put other summons. Like I'd love to put like the lightning spear or like the ice blades. I would love to use an ultimate skill right? Like there's like the ice block skill or the, like the giant flaming serpent skill or the, the crazy unstable currents, like cast lightning spells all the place skill. Like I would love to use an ultimate skill, but it just doesn't deserve a spot on my hotbar because it's going to mean that I can't use another skill and it's got like a one minute cooldown. So it's just like a dead button for like a whole minute. Why would I ever do that? You know, it's just, if you, if you gave me more buttons, for sure, I would take an ultimate skill. And then I, I keep finding items that are like, oh, it buffs your ultimate skill or buffs your conjuration skills or something. It's like, this is useless to me because I have no skills that I want to put points into there now because I just, I mean, I want to put the points in, but I can't use them. So you've got this weird tension of like, you can choose any skill, you can unlock whatever you like, but you can't use them. And it, it feels more frustrating than Diablo 3 where it's like, here are all the skills and your choice is which six to pick, you know? It's like, now it's like, you can pick any skill you like, but you can only actually use six. So it's like, well, why give me the choice then? Just give me all of them then and let me pick like Diablo 3. You could play as a necromancer and just not have this problem. <laughs> you said you're only using three. 
Yeah. I'm mainly using three. And then I've got this alt, which has this one minute cooldown that you talk about. I'm like, I can't be asked to use this shit. And then the others, the other two are summons. But I normally, I don't expect my minions to drop dead. Maybe if I played on a harder tier, they would. Yeah, I, I think it would be better if they are, you know, if, if they really want you to use an ultimate skill, if they gave you at least one more button for ultimate skills or something, because then you would definitely use the ultimate. Because you'd have a button that you had to use for an ultimate skill. I mean, that would be annoying. I, w- I would probably be complaining in a different way if they had that. I have to say that maybe the class I've, my build, my build doesn't have any interesting skills as well. I, that's my choice. Well, it's my choice that I followed a, w- a build that doesn't give me a lot of skill options. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, I, I think this is why the game is fun up to about level 20 to 25 because up to around that point you've only got six skills but what once you start getting beyond that point your level up start to feel pointless because you don't unlock anything new like your build doesn't really change and then it just becomes annoying because it's like another skill point that i'm going to put into like some passive thing and because all the enemies because all the enemies level up with you you don't feel like you're getting any stronger either so it's just like, wow, I got stronger and now everything's going to take longer to die because they got stronger too. Big whoop. Yeah, there was fun in there was fun in unlocking the minions. I I don't know if the game becomes more fun in the end game like above level 50 with the paragon point system. I've I have looked at the paragon boards system and been like, holy moly, like <laughs> there's so many unlocks. Have you have you looked at it? No. You you basically have this like board that you're like walking. I mean, this is like beyond a skill tree now. This is like skill chess, skill 40 chess, you know, like it's quite funny that it's like so the opposite of uh, <laughs> of like the skill palm tree where you are kind of like moving towards like a gate at the edge of the board and then you get to pick the next board that you unlock and then you can like spider off in different directions and choose to connect different boards to the different edges of the board. And then you socket runes into the board that have like a radius. And the Paragon system actually seems really complicated. Are we just playing the tutorial? Right, so maybe, maybe this is where all the depth is. But, but the Paragon system, the things you unlock are not new skills. They're not skill modifiers even. They're just like stats. They're just stats. Actually, maybe there might be some modifiers on some of the like rune slots like the the core rune for a particular board. But on the whole, it's mostly stats. So I think it's like min-max's paradise, if you can be bothered. Oh, and actually, there is another... I think all of the classes have an extra mechanic that you get at level 15. So for the sorcerer, it is an enchantment. You get one enchantment slot at level 15 and you get one at level 30. And the enchantment system is actually really cool. So I've, I've got to give them that. I really like that. And then for the rogue, the rogue, I got combo points at level 15. And then I think I think there's two other systems that I can potentially switch to, but I haven't unlocked those yet. So what what is the equivalent for the necromancer? What was your like level 15 class unlock? I think my equivalent is the book of the dead. Where I get to have a three options for the my skeletons and three options for my skeletal mages, mm, okay, and my golem. 
Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the Sorcerer one is really cool because the enchantment slots basically let you pick any skill that you have unlocked. So like at least one point in, even if that point comes from an item. And every skill basically has a passive effect when it's set as your enchantment. So for example, the fireball skill, when you when you use it, obviously it shoots a fireball, but if you put it in the enchantment slot, whenever an enemy dies, it explodes in the fireball explosion. So suddenly all of your spells become AOE spells. So like, you know, it's really cool, the things you get from the enchantments. I, I actually do really like that system. I think that is genuinely imaginative and clever and gives you a lot of build flexibility. Should we do some moments? Definitely. I think, oh, okay. You get to fight Andariel and Duriel again in glorious 2023 Ovision. You know, it's like callback boss fights from Diablo 2. That was cool. I liked that. I mean, they were kind of weedy bosses, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, it was cool that we got to see them again. There was the big treasure demon world boss that was kind of cool like you know seeing it on the map and like rushing to get there in time for the spawn and then all these other people there gearing up for the fight blah 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 giant treasure chest dropped with like all this loot just like vomiting all over the floor from it that was pretty fun and then doing the capstone dungeon to unlock tier three so this was actually quite funny i had just about hit level 50 uh our mutual friend, I guess, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin infamously. This will mean nothing to you if you don't know us. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, everyone else who doesn't know Kevin. Uh, was also about level 50. He was playing a necromancer too. And we decided to do the Cathedral of Light capstone dungeon to unlock tier three together. And so... We went into this dungeon and it was honestly quite a hard slog getting to the boss. And then we got to the boss and like, just couldn't kill the boss. You know, we just didn't have, we just didn't have the DPS to kill the boss. And I was like, Kevin, what's your damage? And then he told me his damage number. And I was like, that is like less than half my damage number. Like, what is wrong with your character? You know, like, <laughs> are you using a spoon to fight with or something? <laughs> I don't know. So then, then I realized why it was such a hard slog getting to the boss and why we couldn't kill the boss because Kevin's character had no damage. Like, seriously, what? Is this just a necromancer thing? I think the weapons you equip can determine your DPS. Like, it can be highly variable. So previous, I had a weapon and a shield. Obviously, that was rubbish for DPS. I don't know what he's holding or carrying. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, in true Necromancer fashion, Kevin then summoned a level 100 player to just do the fight for us. I don't know where he got this guy from. Like, I don't, I don't know where he posted, but he literally just said, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to call someone. And he just summoned this guy who we didn't know IRL. He just appeared level 100, one shot the boss. 
basically. And then he was like, oh, do you want to unlock tier four as well? And we're like, sure. <laughs> and then he just opened a portal at the tier four capstone dungeon. We walked in. He just ran through it with us like skipping along behind him going, you know, like, la, 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 la. and then we were tragically underleveled and kept dying. But we were trying our best to keep up and just pick up all the loot that was just spilling, you know, <laughs> spilling behind him as he just merged everything. He gets to the boss. He one shots it. <laughs> we pick up all this loot. Then we go to tier four and he's like, do you want to do a nightmare dungeon? I want to see if I can just like carry two dead weights through like this next tier nightmare dungeon. And we're like, OK. And he was like, just stand at the start and don't move because like you can only die a certain number of times in the nightmare dungeon before it resets. So we just had to stand still and not move. And uh, we actually still got randomly teleported and then died. But he was like, don't move. Because as long as you don't die, you'll stay as a ghost. And I was like, okay. So we just stood still while he just soloed this nightmare, like high tier dungeon. And then just picked up the loot. And he was like, all right, I'm done now. Thanks. See you guys. And we're like, thanks. So that was quite a funny moment. Just being like hard carried through <laughs> the rest of the content. And yeah, just the, some random trash dropped and it, it just doubled my damage output again. Wow. Do you have any moments? Do you have anything to say? <laughs> the cutscenes are amazing. I think we expected that, though. The, the, the cinematics are amazing. Yes. The in-game cutscenes, I honestly think I would have been happier without them in hindsight. But the cinematics, really, really top-notch. You ha You haven't even seen the it's not exactly the ending cinematic but the one the one in chapter six that what that again that one is really good is a mild spoiler to say it basically you get to see reverend mother prava just striding into hell at the head of like you know the church's holy army she's just like literally you just see her walking like through molten lava just like purely by the power of her faith and and then you realize like there's literally an army of demons in front of her and she's just like facing them down just because she just because she believes and then she like bows down to pray and all these spears shoot in over her head as you know the army actually attacks it's like crazy very cool though i don't really have any other moments i play this game as a grind waiting for next small dopamine hit when i get good loot or level up. I love the fact that your moment is that there are no moments. Like, you you, you play this game to be numb to the world. It's just like... Purely as a distraction. It's just like being hypnotised. But there is, there is a, no, a small sense of satisfaction along the way. Hint of satisfaction. Achievement. There's so many achievements. So many ways to say you're making progress. It's totally that kind of game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. I mean, there actually, there's, there are achievements. You get titles and stuff for them, don't you? Yeah, like you killed a thousand ghosts. Let's go. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like the whole modern Blizzard, the whole modern Blizzard design. I mean, do I like it? Do I not like it? I remember when they introduced all this stuff, you know, in world of warcraft in that wrath of the lich king expansion and, and at the time i was just like actually it was just before the expansion technically it was just before that expansion but still i remember when that patch dropped and being like wow this is like crack like how could they have made world of warcraft even more addictive but then also weirdly i stopped playing it around that time so it was like 
my my brain had some sort of like defense mechanism like my you know my mental immune system kicked in and was just like don't fall for it this game has now become too dangerous to play i also think had i played this on a high difficulty the boss battles could be more memorable oh yeah you so you were playing on tier one yeah is that right i'm really surprised because like the first thing i did was just like well obviously play on tier two maybe i should play on tier two i I don't i didn't even bother trying or considering it it was just default well maybe it's more fun on tier one i don't know i don't i don't know why i played on tier two in hindsight i think i think it's because it said like 20 percent more xp and i was like 20 percent more xp yes please are you dying more i don't think i'm dying very often i there were a few boss fights where i did die multiple times because i just couldn't face tank the boss and i was like fine i guess i have to dodge okay Okay, so story and then a summary and and thus spoilers, spoilers for the story of Diablo 4, if you care about the story of Diablo 4. I assume you don't care, Ting. No. Because you haven't finished it and I'm going to spoil you. I'm surprised you care so much. I, I care way too much. I don't, why do I care about the story? It's crap. It's been, it's been rubbish since. Oh dear, it's so sad. what the f- what the actual f- is going on with this story are, are all the characters just morons just like Wait, totally they gave they you wanted a more grounded story that meant everyone's a moron yeah I, I maybe i forget maybe maybe normal people are idiots is this is this what they're trying to say to me just like they're just throwing their lives away people they're just making they're not even making like stupid decisions they're just making absolutely suicidal decisions like they have no value they 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 like literally put no value on their own life and and it's just it's not just like unbelievable in an immersion breaking way it's just like unbelievable in that like how did you even live to this age how did you not die like as a child when you decided to eat a rock to see what it tasted like you know like so okay my my three concrete examples Nerel. Nerel. Nerel, like the whole game, just keeps sneaking through narrow passages to open doors for you. Right. She just keeps doing this. And towards the end of the game, I think this is chapter five, you're fighting on like a wrecked ship or something. And Nerel, like, sneaks round, like, she climbs around the edge of the hull of the ship or something and then opens this door from behind. Or at least that's the intention. So she sneaks round, and before she can open the door, you hear a scream, and then your character's like, oh no, Narelle's in trouble. And then you just smash down the door in like two seconds. And she has been attacked by these, I don't know, like underwater zombies or something. And as a result, her arm's been infected and they have to cut off her arm, right? 
just just why why does this scene exist in the game it's just like it's just offensive it's just disrespectful to her character and it's just stupid because like she basically just threw away she just threw away her arm she was like uh eh, i don't need this arm chop and throw it overboard right because you clearly did not need her to go and open that door because you just bashed it down in two seconds right why did she go and open that door it's just it's just incredibly stupid this scene exists just to try and add some drama or tension she just threw away her arm just just so you could feel something like why why was this scene written her skill is to go through cramped passages so this is like she'll be even better at it now because she's got one less arm to worry about you know she can fit through even smaller spaces so you don't so you just defer the bash down the door option just bash down the door you should just say to her like no norel this door is made out of plywood. We can just smash it down. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I thought it was a stupid scene. And then next, next is Lorath. So Lorath, who cuts off her arm later on, it's established. There's this thing called the tree of whispers and the tree of whispers. You can ask it a question and it will tell you the answer. But what is the price? The price is that when you die, it takes your head and your head has to sit on the tree for all eternity. You know, like your soul is trapped in the tree and you just have to answer questions for people, right? So Lorath, Lorath just goes up to the tree and he's like, so where's Lilith going? And you're like, why? Why did you ask the tree? We, we literally had like five other ways to figure out where Lilith was going. Why did you just ask the tree? And he was just like, oh, time is of the essence. I just, I just thought we needed to know, you know, and it's just like, why did you ask the tree? Well, you didn't even try and do any of the other five things. And then like immediately, immediately you just bump into the entire army of the church. Who's very obviously walking to hell. Cause they know where Lilith is, you know, it's like, wow, we could have just looked outside and seen the army. We could just look outside and seen the army. You didn't have to throw your life away or your afterlife away, you know, like Lorath. Why again, incredibly stupid decision. Just, just so dumb. Just, for, just for the sake of injecting some drama. He's a, he, he's the drunk, right? He's the drunk. Yeah, well, you can go with that. He wasn't drunk when he did that. I mean, if he had been drunk at the time, I would have accepted it. Though, you know, I think the tree of whispers would get into trouble. He'd be like, "Well, he was not in a fit state to make that decision." Donan, Donan, whatever. That guy. He just decides to wander up to this, like, pillar of weird flesh zombies or damned souls or skeletons. There's some, there's basically some horrible pillar made of mangled bodies, and he just decides to go up to it and take a closer look, where it promptly stabs him through the heart. Why? Why would you do that? Why just go and decide to lean against this pillar? (laughs) Oh, look, we're in a, we're in a, a horrendous flesh chapel and there's a pillar made of damn souls i'm just gonna go and take a closer look no why would you do that also i'm pretty sure i've seen this guy get hit in the face with like a 20 megaton hammer or something you know like i can't believe he just died from being like poked by a skeleton stupid they, they just they just got bored of writing his character they were they were just like what are we going to do with Donan? It's like, he's sad and his son died. It's like, yeah, just write him out too. We don't, we don't need him. 
It's like, but what about the drama later? We'll just cut off Narelle's arm. That'll, that'll, that'll be the stand-in. What, what is going on with the story of this game? Seriously. I, I have more. I actually have more. Are you going to share them? Yeah, okay. My, my remaining ones are more like just logical inconsistencies. I mean, I know the actual answer is a wizard did it, probably, right? Because like, who cares? But I care. I'm sorry, I care. So maybe this is all going to be recontextualized in some DLC or an expansion pack or a future season or something. But maybe it was just really bad writing and they just didn't really think about self-consistency. Or it was just like, rule of cool, let's let it slide. But it wasn't very cool. So it's basically established that this this wolf you've been seeing throughout the game is actually Mephisto. So like I think at the start of the game it actually saves you because you're like freezing to death and it leads you to like a it leads you to a cave or something. And then there's a few other times when you're like you're trapped. You're trapped in an illusion and then you like walk through this portal and it's the wolf. And who's the wolf? And the wolf is actually Mephisto. So the wolf is actually one of the prime evils. And Mephisto is Lilith's father. And you have got a soul stone that you are meant to use to trap Lilith. And you are trying you you you're trying to stop Lilith before she can absorb Mephisto's power and become like a prime evil herself. And then she'll have like unlimited power and you won't be able to stop her. And she's trying to get this power to try and stop the rest of the invasion of hell. Because that's like the overarching plot of the game. Like The rest of hell is going to invade Sanctuary and she's trying to stop it. So she's trying to become more powerful. Anyway, you get to like Mephisto's Cathedral of Hatred or something where his like his physical form is like reforming. And... You get there because the wolf, who is Mephisto, who is like Mephisto's soul, right? His spirit is talking to you, teleports you there. And then Norel traps Mephisto in the soul stone. So Mephisto is now in the soul stone. And then somehow Mephisto teleports her back out of the cathedral so that you can fight Lilith and she can escape. How? He's in the freaking soul stone now. He's got no power. He's in the soul stone. I mean, I know a wizard did it. I mean, how, how exactly does a soul stone work? Maybe a soul stone, you can still do that. I don't think so by the rules of their own universe, but. And then the ending. So what is like in the epilogue? The epilogue. Nirel, when she's teleporting out, she's like, you know, don't die. I better see you again. And then. When you get to the ending, you find a letter from Narelle that says, hopefully I'll never see you again. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? She literally says to you, like, I better see you again. You better not die. I better see you again. And then she's literally, she literally, well, she, technically she writes a letter to Lorath saying, hopefully I'll never see you again because she's run off with the soul stone. Like, this is a blatant DLC or expansion or future season hook. But what are they going to do with this? Like, why Why is Narelle just wandering off with a soul stone? This is 100% asking for trouble. Like, you know, do you want the Dark Wanderer? Because this is how you get the Dark Wanderer. Like, we're, we're blatantly going to... Oh, it's a hook for Diablo 5 or something. I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid. I'm sorry. I just... It's very hard to believe that characters would behave this stupidly. Now I understand how story is important to you and how you view story whereas i just think oh 
more dumb shit happened. Yeah, to, to me, it's important that things are kind of self-consistent or or something. That, I don't know. You, you use the words, you've got to respect the character. It's a very interesting thought. And actually, that should be our pivot. A podcast about bad stories. <laughs> well, there's so many. <laughs> Let's go through all the Diablo games. Not all of them, actually. One and two are okay. Well, <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, dear, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, okay, I, I mean, I've already spent too much of our time budget on this, but Lilith and Inarius, like, seriously, Lilith didn't even really do anything wrong. And Inarius, Inarius didn't do anything wrong yet, but he was clearly about to, you know, like you're spending all this energy to stop Lilith. You're lucky Lilith stopped Inarius. Sorry, spoilers. But Inarius was totally going to kill everyone. To get back to to get back to heaven, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of stupid. I feel like you know they sh- they should have given you a choice. They should have let you side with Lilith or Anarius or something, or maybe they should have been a switcheroo. It- it's very like demons bad. Why are they bad? Just because they're bad. I mean, I can't deny Lilith did make everyone go all murdery, which is kind of bad. So yes, she's bad too. I I think. I think it just wasn't a good story. I think they they tried to throw in some shades of grey in there, but it just ends up feeling ridiculous. You you've got nothing to say on this, right? It doesn't matter to me at all. It's so interesting. Like you care so much. I don't think any who I wonder what percentage of the population of Diablo 4 players are playing this for the plot. Yeah, probably a very small number. Or maybe it might be a strangely high number. Uh, the thing is, I think if they think people don't care about the plot, then they should just have a simple. They should just have a simple plot that we can all get behind. You know, like demons bad, angels good. Let's go. Not all this like wacky. Oh no, this demon's really bad. Oh, the angel's really bad too. And oh, actually, they're the like the mother and father of all life on Sanctuary. So actually, maybe they're both kind of good, but they're both kind of bad. And like, oh, what what's going on? It's like it's more like shit. The job cut's coming. The lead writer's like, we need to get going. AI is coming. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's write a story so bad. Let's write a terrible story that even to AI seed the AIs to seed the AIs with bad stories this is the 200 IQ move they're going to feed the AI with all the AAA game stories and then the AI is going to start spitting out absolute trash and then like they're going to hire an intern who's going to write a better story and then they're going to be like wow you're right you know we need the human touch fire the seniors we've got the intern <laughs> fire the seniors they're expensive we can pay this intern in gummy bears but then secretly the intern's just using AI and he's doing it, copy and pasting three to four AI transcripts a day. And the rest of the time he's chilling, taking his long breaks. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, this is so good. This is the job I want. This is the job I want.
Okay, okay, okay. Let's summarize. So, by way of analogy, I'm going to say, I have had this realization that the Diablo series is like Star Wars. So, forget Diablo 1 because I didn't play it. Diablo 2 is like the original trilogy, right? It's like nostalgically, everyone everyone loves it. Everyone says it's great. We, like, we all agree Diablo 2 was really good, right? And then, and then there was the prequel trilogy, which was like super hyped. Everyone was, you know, it's like, oh, it's been so long since we had new Star Wars. It's been so long since we had new Diablo, right? Everyone was super hyped for the prequel trilogy. And then it came out and it had a ridiculous story about like trade confederations and stuff. And they're just like, just give us the Jedi. Just give us lightsaber fights. And then there was just like way too many lightsaber fights and it devalued everything. And, you know, all of the original trilogy fans hated it. I say all, I'm obviously making broad generalizations here, but the prequel trilogy has its own fan base now. It has its own distinct fan base, and they think that that is Star Wars. Basically, people who grew up with the prequel trilogy, to them, that is Star Wars, and they love it. They like it, right? Because that's what they grew up with. So Diablo 3 is the prequel trilogy. Diablo 4 is the sequel trilogy. It, it's like, you know, The Force Awakens, right? They're, they're giving something for the old school fans. They're just like, no, it's going to be like Diablo 2 again. Or, or we're, you know, they're showing us like, we've got Han and Chewie. We've got tasteful lightsaber fights and not all this backflipping nonsense. You know, it's, it's like the original trilogy again. And everyone's like, oh, this is what I wanted. I'm so hyped, right? It's, it's something for the Diablo 2 fans. But then it's actually arrived and it's this strange, confused mess where... They didn't plan it out in advance and it just wibbles all over the place and ends very disappointingly. You know, it, it kind of like superficially looks like the original trilogy. Like the visual style is kind of similar. It has a lot of the same set pieces. It's got a skill tree, but it's not the original trilogy. It's actually just, it's actually kind of rubbish and maybe no one's happy with it, right? The original fans don't like it. The new fans don't like it. Everyone's just whinging about it, but it made so much freaking money. And that's all that matters. So that's how I feel about Diablo 4. I, I give it a 7 out of 10. You know what, though? Because, you know, we're, we have balanced opinions here. It might get actually better. It might get much better later on because Diablo 2 was rubbish before the expansion. Diablo 3, I think, got much better after its expansion. But I didn't play very much of the expansion. But I think the expansion did significantly improve the game. So whenever the major DLC slash expansion slash seasonal patch hits, there's the potential for this game to be really good. But it's very lost in the wilderness at the moment. I don't think I'd rate it at seven. I'd give it a higher score than that. I do respect the polish. And the core game mechanic is good. And there is certainly a lot of potential. I do love the mindless grind. You keep going back to the... A story and a skill tree would, would fix everything for you. Oh, well, those those are the things I feel like it has not delivered on. You know, I, I can't deny it's very pretty and the moment-to-moment gameplay is... is very polished. But the sad fact is we're probably not going to play any more 
Well, I mean, it's up to you. No one's holding a gun to your head. You can, what about you can you? play more. You can play. I mean, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> or at least not for a, at least not for a while. I mean, I'm in no rush to play more. I mean, maybe if I wanted something mindless, but I think I'd rather not play something mindless. I think I'd rather be. I think I'd rather play something interesting and meaningful. I, you know, I've got, I've got a list as long as my arm of like interesting indie games that I've been meaning to play. I'd, I'd be better off playing one of those, right? Yeah. I mean, I do know what you mean. Where sometimes it, it's, it's the same reason why I haven't played The Witcher Three or I haven't watched Breaking Bad or something, right? You're like you feel like some of these things they deserve to be paid attention to. And sometimes you just don't want to pay attention to anything. You just want to like switch your brain off and click while things explode. And it's good for that. So I mean, what that's the thing. The proof is going to be in the pudding, right? At the end of the year, let's see if I played more of it or not. I suspect the answer will be no, but maybe it'll be yes. We'll see. And you know, for all my whinging and whining, Diablo 2, Diablo 2 is largely rose-tinted glasses. Thinking back, right, there are so many problems with Diablo 2 that this game has fixed, that you know, this game or Diablo 3 fixed, right? Like itemized loot or being able to respec easily, you know, like things that things that literally happened to me in Diablo 2. Like I misclicked and put a point in the wrong skill. Wow, now this character is ruined. This is in the early days before they added respecking, like very minor respecking to Diablo 2. I think you could do it like once, maybe. Maybe in later patches they they made you be able to do it more, but like certainly in the early days, oh, I've put a point in the wrong place. This character's ruined, or playing with randoms and like a set item I really needed for my character dropped, and they just snatched it. They snatched it before I could pick it up off the ground. Right? It was actually like a literal fight for loot in those early days. So I'm not saying we should go back to Diablo two. I admit a lot of my talk about how good Diablo two was was time and place and roast into glasses. So. Let's give it a chance. But right now it's a seven for me. Seven out of ten. So what's next? What's next? Do we, do we say what's next? I think we commit to we can commit to it this time. I think it's an easy commitment to make. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I, w- I was saying to you before we started recording, I'm kind of glad we're done with Diablo 4 because now I can go back to Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> now I can finish Tears of the Kingdom. I ha- I haven't been playing it because I didn't want to forget everything before we actually recorded and talked about it again for like the part two. So the next one will be the part two of Tears of the Kingdom. Are you going to finish it? No, I'm I'm not going to finish it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But you'll play some more. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually going, you're going on holiday. Yes, I am. And you're, you're going to bring the switch. Yes, I will. Good stuff. Good stuff. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on Twitter. You mean X. At Lost Levels Club. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. Anywhere else? Reddit. R slash Lost Levels Club. So, Mike... What are you grateful for today? In stupid gaming news, I have the level three sloth achievement on Super Auto Pets. <laughs> I just, I just happened to see 
on YouTube. There's a YouTuber called Scooty, and the Teamwood Games devs asked him to design the weekly pack. And he specifically designed a weekly pack for people to unlock the level three sloth achievement. And I was like, I'm going to unlock the level three sloth. You know what? It took a shocking amount of time. It took a lot of grinding. I was very close several times. And I, I just like choked it on the ninth, on the ninth, you know, round. And I, I couldn't get that 10th win. So yes, I have the level three sloth achievement on Super Auto Pets. This means what, nothing to you if you don't play Super Auto Pets. What is the um, ability for a level three sloth? So... What is the sloth ability? The the sloth is a secret is a secret pet. In every pack, when you re-roll, there is I don't know if it's a point one or a point zero one percent chance of a sloth appearing. So it's super rare. And if you if you find a sloth, like you're not gonna find enough sloths to, to get it to level three. So you have to level up with like with chocolate bars or other means. Right. And yeah, I had a whole bunch of like weird meme builds that if I encountered a sloth, I could like clone their sloth a bunch of times. And then when I when I actually got the level three sloth achievement, it was actually because I literally rolled a sloth in my own shop. And I was like, OMG, I actually got a sloth. And then I had to pivot my entire build to be one that could clone a sloth on my own team by like putting a donut on the sloth and then making a tapir faint with pills. Sorry, this is like deep super auto pets tech. Anyway, I got the level three sloth achievement. It's a big achievement if you play super auto pets. So Michael says bye. Bye bye.